0: Let's go. Let's go. Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged. We're back after a while, and it's always good to be chatting to Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan and Justin Ferrier after what has transpired of late. MMA Uncaged is proudly brought to you by Ginger Fox Coffee. Check out gingerfoxcoffee.com. And I'm proud to announce that we have a new home. The podcast can now be found apart from on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, all these cool places. Also on a new website, MMA News Uncaged, your one-stop shop for all MMA news. So let's get straight into it. EFC Fight Night, the first one ever happened. Um, It was quite interesting because... There's a lot of talk around the EFC going to a number. So EFC decided that it would be fight nights and that we would have 90, a historic number on the 6th of November. Um, Let's get the thoughts now of Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan and of course uh, Justin Ferrier. Gareth, let's start with you. You were cornering on the night um, Shana Power and congratulations back to a win after a long absence. Give us an idea of what's it like in that sort of space is is cornering someone because do you get nervous i mean when you walk out you you see the the athletes is in the hexagon getting ready to go i mean what are you you thinking i mean you had many caps on you were there was parts where you were doing analysis uh doing links with me and then you were cornering for for shana on the night
1: well i think it was the first time that i um i had sort of coached cornered um after the show and I don't know. I kind of, there was there was quite a quite a few emotions going through it, and like you know, you don't you just don't want to be in the same results as you know. I'd had a bad run on the on the show in terms of of, of losses with the girls, and um, you know you get there and then you start to think, Ish, have I done enough? Have I have I, have I given enough of myself for her to be prepared? Um, have I uh, made sure that the chi was ready?" No, there's a lot. And and I think it was tied up with all that, like, kind of, you know, because I was between the show and then I was trying to having to be in between to her in the corner, making sure she was getting ready. And and obviously Boyd was there and he was doing a fantastic job, but she's also got used to a certain um, support system from me and in terms of certain commands and what I want. And then, you know, if I'm, you know, I was, I was doing the analysis and then I was having to run to a corner and then having to leave and, that kind of went all the way up until the until the fight. <laughs> um, it was quite a funny, it was quite a funny moment because she we we had put the the rope over. Um, she had put the uh, her banner over, and um, I was I could like I could feel the tension, and I was quite like, you know, I think there was quite a lot of nerves, and I was not sure how to process it, and it was almost like I was in there and she asked me for water and I <laughs> gave her water. But I ended up scratching the water in her face and we both had a good giggle and it was kind of like the icebreaker that we both needed because she was obviously very tense. She, you know, she had, she's she been through quite a journey and, you know, she had tried before and she'd battled with weight and failed. And um, How was her weight cut this time? No, look, she was exceptionally good. She was, I think once we kind of, zoned in, it went to the case of she had been disciplined. She had worked hard. She had done the things that she had meant to do. She she was well prepared. Um, she, was, she was looking very comfortable in training and, you know, she had really, really found herself. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen her on the feet a lot more. Um, she was looking incredibly sharp. I mean, we I still believe she could have knocked that girl out. I think she cracked her once with a right hand um, and it was the only right hand that she threw and she hits her on the button. Um, we had worked a lot on her pressing forward and moving forward and using the range and setting up different strikes. And good luck, the low hard kicks came into play. She she executed those. Um, and funny enough, the scenario that she had ended up in on the cage, where she had almost um, got behind that shoulder and was on uh, on that uh, 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 sort of half seat belt on the bottom. So, um, and then the choke was in um, around and she had a, a good grip on the shoulder and being on that side position, she had been there a, a, a few times in, in training and she'd struggled to find her, her system to get to the end of it. And we kind of went through it and we tweaked it and um, we helped her find a way to get on the back, get on the choke and get the finish. Speaking of so we bought, <laughs> bought this good system from there, and uh, for the first thing was she hits her with a knee, and when I said to her, she had, you'd had I said to Shauna, you have hurt her because I could see I could see her wince, and I could see the pain in her face, and um, and then Shauna moved quickly into that uh, that kind of seatbelt strap on the wrist, and then that um, deep choke uh, kind of control on the shoulder, and then. I, I could see she was uncomfortable in battling. And I just said to her, stay in the system, stay in the system. And she stayed there. And once she stayed in there, I saw that even with without without even that, that latch on that, uh, on that choke on, I could see how deep it was. I could see how um, uh, her face was starting to change. And I said it was on. And once I said it was on, she attacked it. Um, so she was very responsive, which was great. I think she did. An exceptionally good job for somebody who's been up for five years. You could see she was hesitant. There was a big moment in the fight where she got cracked. And I was, I think that for Boyd and I was a big moment where we were like, what is she going to do? Is she going to fall to pieces? Or is she going to be able to recompose herself? And you could kind of see her processing it in her head. And then she was like, well, hang on, I'm still okay. Um, and I think that was a changing moment there where she had confidence. She got that confidence and she was like, okay, cool. I can beat this girl. Um, So, yeah, I mean, good to get the win. I think I was, for me, very stoked. I think it was a good weekend for me all around. Um, uh, it just brought back a lot of confidence in in myself and in terms of my, what I know and what I'm teaching and what I can give to fighters and the information. And You know, you've been away for so long because I hadn't really coached or been in that environment. Um, you do, there are questions. You do question yourself. Um, it, it it wasn't. It was an unbelievable performance. It was a great win. Um, she 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 did well to acclimatise herself to that space, and then she did well to k- get into her systems and find and and find the victory. I think there's a lot from Shauna. I think she's she's matured enough to be a really really good fighter now. I think yeah. before she had a lot of
2: personal problems and a, there was a lot oh, she yeah, was dealing. To touch on G- from the outside. Uh It looked like. It, she was a product of too much hype and too much pressure when she began, because coming out of FFM, obviously there's a lot of pressure, there were a lot of champions, etc., and uh, she kind of was, was. I mean, uh, I don't know Daniela it was the first, but um, there was a lot of pr- pressure on, on Shana being a, a woman athlete, uh, and I, from the outside, again, I don't know, in, internals, but it looked like she was there was she was hyped up too much, and it was just the the moments were too big for her. And then obviously not making weight and, and at Sun City, etc. Against Amanda, Amanda Lino, uh, just maybe that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, I don't, can you can you give us some sort of insight? Is it? Uh, I mean, I say you know what was it? Was it was just did she just need a break away from the sport, or was it just had to find know. her What was it?
1: I think there was a lot of things. I think she was uh, she was she was struggling with the pressure of being uh, the Shauna Powers and and coming out of FFM and she was supposed to be the next big fighter in the girls we uh, really. and she had the skill set and I think there was a lot of pressure around that and I think there was a lot of pressure internally from from FFM and and in that environment it was also very tough for her. She was. You know, she was a girl in a in a in a in a camp where there was no mercy. You know, there was no. We as fighters, no matter what weight you were, or what group you were in, whether you were in the bigger weights or you were in the smaller weights, there was no mercy. I mean, she was she was fighting up against guys like Dermot Penner and Boyd's and the JPs and the BKs and. Um,
2: oh, That's pretty. Unf- yeah.
1: There was all these big, big names and big stars who who didn't who didn't see her as a woman. They saw her as a fighter, and she got the same treatment as every other uh, other guy. And I think, I think it was a bit much for her. I think she was, she was, she never was able to build confidence in herself. She was always under the pump, and she was always getting dragged. Um, deep into like a, a really dark space. And a, a, I just, I think mentally it, she she never flourished. I think she was just, uh, it was too intense for her and it's not her type of environment. Sean is a very calm person. If you talk to her during, like, she doesn't like to be shouted. She doesn't, if you relay information calmly to her and you talk to her calmly, she responds a lot better. Um,
0: so Gareth, I think is this, she, is, Sorry, Gareth, is this like a watershed moment, do you think? You know, like a lot of athletes will go through that sort of there's the hype they crash and it just looked like she was in a totally different space and and, and, it, and to me this could be a turning point in her careers is that a fair comment
1: yeah look i think i think she's an exceptionally talented person i think she's she's a really good fighter she got into really good shape and i don't even think that she's i don't even think that she found she's found her full potential in terms of her physicalness and what kind of shape she can get into She's with Scott Mackey. Uh, he's uh, uh, Tricus's, um conditioning coach. I mean, you know what an exceptional job he does with her. I mean, with him, with, Scott, with, her, with Tricus. You know, so she's he, he's, he's a good guy. He understands how to make strong. He knows how to make her well-conditioned. He also understands the right footing. You know, she's a woman. They have different problems. They have different issues. You've got to learn how to deal with those kind of things. So I think she also from a weight perspective and understanding herself and her, and how her body's going to respond. She took a lot of time to understand that and research that and her travels in Bali, she was with other girls and she trained consistently with other girls, which gave her the confidence to understand, well, hang on, you know, she's not getting a going into a training session and just getting dominated all the time. She's going into training sessions, pl- training against very high quality females and she's dominating. So yeah. That confidence starts to come back. I, you know what you got to understand about every fighter is that we're all different and we all respond differently. And some environments just don't work for guys. Chaotic, hardcore um, environments benefit some people. For me, uh, that chaos brought out the best inside me. Inside of me, that hard work, that tough grind, that. That dedication, all the time, where uh, you had no rest, where there was no, there was no, you weren't afforded the off time. Like there was a, there was such a high standard set, and that you had to keep delivering on that. That was good for me. It's good for some fighters, but other fighters don't respond to that. Other people just respond differently. You know, they need a calmer environment. They need a, a, a friend more than a coach. Somebody who's seeing something and relaying information. Then a coach going, I want this, 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 and this, you know, it's, yeah, you, you've just got to find, all approach, yeah. you, you've got to find what works for you at the end of the day. You know, some, some guys can go, some guys can go to camps and be in those camps for five, six, seven years, and just not ever achieve the heights that they want to, all of a sudden make a change to a different environment with a different style of coaching. And all of a sudden they become superstars. So,
2: you know, it's just... It's also, it's also a maturity thing. I think we grow into those things. Like, I, I went back to uh, boxing. I went to Dallas' gym this evening, and I did uh, about three 30-second uh, rounds. But I was just like, we were, we were having a laugh, because, I mean, he put me in the corner. It was just bag work, and, and I was like, but I, I don't want to disrespect the match. You know, you obviously respect the gym, and you don't want to say, no, I can't do these things. But there are certain physical limitations that a 39 year old chubby guy has and i just said to him halfway through i just said i mean we obviously trained at gbh which was militant and it worked when i was 27 years old and he was i just said to him i looked i was like bro i could i would last about eight seconds at gbh right now i I could my body just couldn't and it's uh by no means have I outgrown it I have outgrown it my waistline's outgrown it I just look at it and I go oh man I just I can't do that pressure like I'd rather just hit the bag gently here and I mean obviously we'll, we'll get to a certain point but it was yeah some things are just better left in the past and enjoy it as a memory
0: good for you though Jay getting out there and exercising Thanks. I must commend Jay um uh Submission Kings the first ever was held um they wouldn't let me participate because I would pulverize everyone, so I had to settle for MC role. But Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan captained the CMH Barbarians and eventually won. Oh, so, yeah, the organizers teed that up. <laughs> Come on, never had a bad thing in the world. But I must say, I wanna, uh, seeing Soldier wanna, Boy in action. Sorry, carry on, Jay.
2: I just, I just want to thank you both. It was one of the most memorable nights ever and to see my friends working alongside me and like giving back and just it was i mean obviously you polished fine you fine polished uh, the event for us and yes it was good to see gareth competing because you know it was meant to be a friendly exhibition and yes it did <laughs> but there was there was a couple of times where i looked at him and he was like ready to and his wife still had a soldier boy <laughs> she <wishing laughs> like days of old. Do you remember uh, that time? When, do you remember when you remember when had those masks, Masks. Oh boy, we gotta put, we gotta print some of those. I gotta put but one that, of those. Like. We, we still,
1: we still, a, we still had it. We still had a. We actually spoke about that the other day. And about how a, how, all, like half the crowd were wearing these masks, but It was Come just, on, yeah, it it's, was mad. We some, we had some marketing <laughs> moments, some marketing <laughs> genius moments. I won't lie. some That's marketing crazy. genius. But uh, yeah, from my side, I must say the show was unbelievable. I mean, the event, the the, the professionalism in terms of how it was run, the competitors, the level of the jiu jitsu. It was yeah, cheese. What a what a phenomenal uh, what a phenomenal uh, night. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was so good to be on the mat again. It was it was so, it was so much fun. You,
0: you and, that- and you
2: must look at the media because there's a picture that I was sent privately by Gareth's wife, <laughs> and I was like, no too good not to share <laughs> of uh, it messages me at like midnight and there was a picture of this big chess piece trophy that had had <laughs> that he had and it was in a bit be- in her spot in the bed that he was spending the night but it was it was all in good spirits and all it was there was no negative downside it was all just amazing and we had the, people don't realize the caliber of gentlemen in that room yeah. right. champion former it was, champion it was amazing former killers like it's just it was incredible to be a part of that and i'm, I'm grateful that we were put it, able to put it
0: together just share with um our, our viewers and listeners uh what what it what it was in in aid of the charity that we were supporting and and you know we had a guy like Duplessis who was dominating on the mat he, he he almost came up against soldier boy again but uh unfortunately that didn't happen but at the end of the day you jay just share us Share with us what, what it's an aid of and when the next one is what we can look forward to because it was an incredible event.
2: So uh, there's two parts to submission kings and the submission queens and the submission kids, but we did a quintet so it was a, it was team versus team and then obviously there was the exhibition which wasn't so uh, exhibition uh, between CMH Barbarians and the Green Machine All Stars which was the essentially the captain uh, uh, the captain was was Gareth as, as uh, obviously a obviously. A household name and his opponent his opposing captain was the team south africa amateur head coach so it, it was an aid of of raising funds for samf which is the south african mixed martial arts athlete fund we spoke about it before samf.org sa um and we wanted to raise some money and and uh which we've done and, and it's getting put to good use. Unfortunately, Worlds has been canceled, postponed for this year for, for the amateur guys. We don't know much what's going forward. Uh, COVID has just wrecked everything. I, I think uh, armish made the call with half the world not being able to attend. I think for them it wouldn't be a proper world. like it's like the the, the world series of baseball is only with Americans, so <laughs> it's not it's not it's not real unless there's a true representation. But yes, it was it was all about raising uh, money for SMF, Um and it's turning into something amazing. Like it's uh, it's just got wings and it's kind of flying. Like people are already asking for the next one. We're doing a tournament style where people. Um, Joe soap and people with the different schools can enter to to win medals, et cetera, on the 28th, 27th and 28th of November in Johannesburg. So I mean, we've already crazy with entry, so it's going wild. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do the these type of professional events and sort of I, I want to glamorize jujitsu. Like it's 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 a crossover, it leans towards MMA. Um, and it's what it is is, I mean, this is the elephant in the room: is that the whole family can watch it. A lot of people won't let their kids watch MMA, and they'll watch it with their wives and their mates. But this is sort of grappling: is is you've got you can put anyone in front of it, and it's not as violent. So we got a lot of viewers. I mean, we we very we very happy with the with the reach we've got. I mean, we've got sort of five thousand unique views on on YouTube, we've got a thousand unique views on 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 uh, Facebook, which is which is a, big for the hey, first start. It's
0: a great start. It's an absolute so great start. hoping, to, hoping
2: uh, for it to grow legs and it is it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be for charity. We we did a charitable event yesterday which you'll see in the media soon. Um but it's we we had to pivot slightly because of COVID. Um but we with networks of friends and you know we're giving back to communities that are not, through um we did an initiative yesterday combat girls uh we gave um some uh sanitary pad gift packs etc to a community in need uh that and we had kaylee need there. we had any cohen who's a black belt jiu-jitsu we had Londiwe, who's uh part of the KZN mma at um amateur side um and it's just it's just it's a fun project like uh,
0: you
2: know it's it, Quite rewarding seeing these things, and it's but yeah, I'm a, we're in the bottom of the earth if you look at a map, um, we every So like We know about you We know about certain guys But there were sleepers there That have been black belts And black belts for a long time And all of a sudden Out they come And they put on a good performance But yes Rickus did manage Through an entire team by himself um, He's a beast So he's he, he's he a looked beast. a little bit gassed But uh, we, le- had to, we had to let you he, you hear, he looks a little bit gassed <laughs> yeah, look t- I'm, not gonna- I'm no, gonna- but, you know,
1: tired, but you're in the fart, but it doesn't mean what I'm going to no, <laughs> die I
0: still had, I hey, still had, had a few years What about that I cheeky let- little wrist lock action?
2: Yeah, you don't was forget was about the sneaky. trickster, the trickster. <laughs> <laughs> You, you did Look at William's ribs like they popped outwards uh, with a little bit of top pressure but uh, he made you work a little bit there. It was, it was a very entertaining match. And it was, you know what? It was the perfect final for you guys. Mm. Captain versus captain. And no, it, it
1: was good fun. Well, I've
0: I've got got and long may it continue, Justin. Well done uh, on all that effort. And, and thanks to everyone who did support. Um, the next night was the EFC fight night. And, and we heard there from the EFC matchmaker, Graham Cartmell, that fans would be back at EFC 90. And I mean, that's incredible. I mean, we're getting there. You know, I mean, Gareth, you know what it's like with 10,000 people, if not more, cheering your name, you know, in the early days of EFC into into UFC. I mean, what does it mean for the sport to have fans back? Even if it is a limited number at the High Performance Institute, but what does it mean for the sport to have fans back?
1: So, uh, uh, you know, the amazing thing is that EFC had been away for, for a while in terms of COVID and it had been shut down and, you know, it came back and I think everybody was excited and it it had so many teething problems that it needed to sort out quickly before they could be at a stage where introducing a crowd would be uh, the right thing. And I think it's kind of, it's worked out well. I mean, if you've, if you've seen, the, I mean, obviously you're part of the broadcast team with me as well, and how it's becoming more streamlined and more effective, and uh, things are happening, and the I think Graham's got back to, into his stride in terms of fights. I mean, you look at the last card, it wasn't, there was nothing spectacular in terms of these oh, super, I mean, I think the, the, the gorilla is probably the standout guy in terms of uh, um, who looked the most destructive, but there were good fights. There was there were some good fights. There were some uh, really good tactical MMA fights uh, on the night, which was great to see. To see it, you, you can see that Graham's hitting his rhythm in terms of um, uh, his matchmaking, and the show's ready, and the broadcast team is on a much uh, on the level that they need to be in terms of having a crowd around. And and I think now the internal processes have been streamlined, and it's exciting. Now you add that. That craziness, that vibe, all of a sudden, that vibe is going to spark everybody. And it doesn't only—it doesn't only work on the on the fighters. It works on everybody. Yeah. It works on the producers. It works on the commentary team. It it gives it a laugh, and then that in turn, that what's displayed on the TV, the people at home, you know. I mean, and it, when you're asking questions and you're excitement and the crowd and that buzz, mm. you know, it it it's better when you're calling fights and you can hear the intention of the crowd and they seeing everything that you're seeing and then fighters are getting buzzed up, man. I think, I think we're in for an exciting event. I I think they made the right call by making it a fight night.
2: It's going to be, I think we've
0: had,
2: I I think. I think they they made the right call by making it a fight night. Um, Because you're essentially uh, creating two opportunities out of one. So, uh, uh, please, okay. I'm going to say the wrong thing now. I know. It. I'm apologizing up front. You can have the B team and you can have the A team, and there's nothing wrong with it. Like you can have something that's great, and you can have something that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think doing what they did by splitting it creates opportunity for everybody because there's less pressure, so people can debut on a on a fight night, and they won't feel as much pressure as being on like a card like 90 and um,
0: it creates it's, it's, an a asp- it's an aspirational event then you know your your contenders come out of there you know you you separate the wheat from the chaff yeah. and, and and one contentious I- issue that I'm going to raise now and and you guys can weigh in here is so other sports uh, I went to the South Africa um, Ethiopia World Cup qualifiers the soccer game the football match at f only vaccinated fans were allowed in there. Rugby's yeah. following suit, cricket's the same. Do you think EFC should be doing the, the same? Or, or do you think that, you know, it's a it's a difficult one? You know, you've got to create a safe environment at the end of the day. But also fans have been waiting a long time if they can produce a negative test. Is that good enough? What do you think, Gareth?
1: I think, I, I think that's kind of the where world uh, sports is going to. You're going to need to – I mean, it's going with everything. I think you're not going to be allowed to enter into shows or restaurants or um, go to events uh, without a vaccination card. I think that's just where the world is going, unfortunately. So, you know, that's up to people to decide. You want to be in the shows. You want to see the shows. you got to do what's safe for everybody. you got to say do what's safe for, for communities. you got to do what's safe for – for the public and if that's what's the best thing for, uh, from a safety perspective then, then so be it, you know, we can't we can't decide that, you're not the scientists and we're not the
2: doctors um, and I think I we've think, got to trust I think what's going to happen is that if you would not even have to make a decision I think the decision will be made for them, for them. I, yeah, correct, I agree with you Going to make and, and sporting bodies are going to make that call for you and I'm I'm vaccinated, I'm okay with it I don't want to die, like I'm I don't know what's in it, but I also don't know what was in the beer that I drank that was bre- brewed in a quart in a bottle outside when I was 16. So <laughs> I, I, I've, I've eaten worse things. So for me, it's okay. It's a no-brainer. So, no b- brainer, but,
0: so who, would, well, would, who would, you know, would MMASA be the ones that instruct EFC? Or, or how would it work? Do they follow sports and recreation follow- or government? Or what, what do they go on here?
1: It'll be fun. That's going to be a government gazetted thing, and it will have to be enforced it'll by be a,
2: the. Yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be SASCOC level. It'll be it'll be much. It'll, it'll be like, um, the, what's his name, uh, Minister of Sport.
0: <MZ2> yes, he'll make that
2: call, and before anyone else has to. So it'll be what it is. The thing is, is that they, you, you've got a choice. There's beautiful footage. If you don't, if you if you are anti-vax or not vaccinated for whatever reason, you're more than welcome to sit on your couch and watch it. If you want to be there, if the government says you have to be vaccinated, be there. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, it, it's not something that I don't think it's an opinion-based thing. I think no. it's going to be fact. I think it's they no. they will come and they'll make that decision for you. And if they don't, you play you always play to the rules. Yeah, like yeah. and you one make that mistake. You know that's. If they need that yeah. they'll play to the rules, and they have
1: to. So Wait, I don't, I don't think yeah. it's going to be an option thing. I think eventually it's going to become something that's going to be mandatory, and that's just what it is. Roger, coming back.
0: Um. Okay. <laughs> um, no problem. But one thing I want to ask is, what what is the feeling like amongst a lot of the the MMA athletes about the vaccine? Because it seems to me like you know, there's 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 a group that's all in. <laughs> And then there's a group that is like, we actually don't need this. We're healthy. We don't actually, COVID can't, can't harm us. Is, is that kind uh, of the general feeling out there?
1: Well, I think, I think, I mean, I think there, there is, there is split opinions in terms of what's needed. I think some, some of the fighters would have taken it because they believed in it. Some of the fighters don't believe in it. I think they believe that they they fit enough and strong enough to fight this vaccine off. And, they, they won't take it. Uh, there's others theories. There people out there that believe that it's a conspiracy theory. So, I mean, you, you never know what anybody's thinking. I mean, what's inside their head. Mm. Each person has their own decision to make. And, you know, if the the end result is that it, you, you get COVID and you die from it, you know, then that, that was your decision. I think that's mm. where the where we're at now is that everybody's been getting, given ample chance to get the vaccine. Those who wanted it have taken it. Those who haven't taken it, uh, that didn't want it, didn't take it. And when it opens and uh, there is a spread, because there will be, once the, they open up, there will be a spread of COVID. It's mm. it's going to affect um, each person differently. Those who've had COVID uh, mm. vaccines, those who haven't. And I think at the end of the day, that's your choice. I mean, yeah, know, there's,
0: no, there's no doubt that it is your choice. And, and no one's ever going to tell you what, what you must do with your body it's your body but i'm more curious to see what the sort of thinking is behind it from an athlete's point of view because like for example you take our olympic athletes they they had the choice uh but if they wanted to com- compete in tokyo at the olympic games they had to take the j and j and it was part of the sasunki trial but, and but they
2: is that a choice or is it
0: well,
1: well no well it, listen yeah look yeah at any high level, uh, any major level in terms of uh, sports, it's going to be a case of you're going to have to have the vaccine if you want to compete or you want to get paid. I think and, it will
2: filter know, out so, so let's, let's use – I think it will filter out gym level. So let's use Trickers as an example because he's currently the one travelling. So – he will have to be back, I would That's assume an to the states. Um, he then he also doesn't want to pop. So he would probably close his training partners, close his circle, and it would be, well, if you I don't think you'd force them, but I think he would take remove the risk as anybody in any business decision, you would minimize risk. So if there's five people in his camp and one of them is an anti-vax, he would probably say, listen, but I don't want to train with you because of the risk. It's not that I, I'm against your belief, but I can't pop for COVID even though I'm 100% healthy because then I don't get in, I don't earn. Yeah, so exactly. like everybody's opinion until it comes to money or family or things like that. And like, it's, it's a tough one. You take your ability to earn away and that's difficult because America, not even the UFC, America won't create really you in without
0: this. Yeah, without fully vaccinations, you're not allowed in. I mean, like a, UFC 269 is actually. I know it's 11 December. It's not that far away. So Trick is, you know, he's very aware of that.
2: Yeah. So I would, I would imagine the, the market will dictate. Yeah. You know, he's going to put himself in, in, uh, in a, in a firing line with somebody who's more susceptible to it. And again, I don't know the statistics. So please don't quote me on it. But more susceptible without the vaccine. Yeah. I don't. It wouldn't be his preferred training partner, I don't think.
0: Look, the way this this thing is, trans, the transmission happens, it's airborne, it's, you know, from, from uh, the body fluids, you know, saliva, sneeze, or whatever, you know. So, yeah, anyway, I just hope that, that people make the right decision and protect themselves and protect their families by taking the vaccine, but that's my opinion. Um, Justin, let's move along. John Jones is in hot water again. He's been kicked out of his own gym. I know you're a fan. What's going on there?
2: Again, I'll reference that post I had a few years ago. I want John Jones to let me down into my grave so he can let me down one more time, the last for the last time. And I'm like, come on, you are the greatest thing next to Anderson Silver that has walked If earth. You're an incredible athlete. You literally beat people, you beat Alexander Goversson high on cocaine after a week's jewel in Brazil, jewelist party. And I'm like, imagine you tried. Imagine you actually, like, it frustrates me with somebody that's got very limited natural talent. My natural talent is strangely singing and drums. Uh, Don't ask, but it is, that is, that is what, like, I am, it took me 18 months to be able to do one hour of jujitsu. So, like, these things don't come naturally to me. I played rugby at a very uh, moderate level only because I could run headfirst at somebody for 20 minutes and no more. But that was, I was like, okay, cool. I can take somebody out and I can do this. And I'm not afraid to throw a punch. And, you know, that was, and I was a good sparring partner. I was a, I was an adequate sparring partner in the gym. These people with natural talent frustrate me. Because imagine you put a little bit of work in. It's like you, yes. Go Go play cricket. Guess what? You'll get a ton. You know what I mean? Gareth's not a golfer. Don't let him lie to you. But if he punches somebody, they'll be sore. Yeah, and he Probably choked then.
0: Yeah, he's a happy Gilmore.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's like, I look at it and I'm like, I have no natural ability sports wise. And I'm going, this is the greatest sport on the planet. And you are busy fighting with people. You, you could beat anyone up and you choose to punch your wife. Yeah, nah. I like, know. Like, not that he punched his wife. We don't know the truth. We don't know. But again, she was bleeding, whatever the case is. But it's like, come on, is it? He's been doing it consistently. Forever, so you can't blame CTE. You can't blame concussions. It's Just wow. it, it, yeah. It's quite a passionate moment for me. And
0: yeah, then we,
2: you get opposite Where Captain yeah. wife beats him up and he's filed for divorce. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's all it's happening. It this this it's, sport is always full of surprises. Oh, yeah, um, it's, in, it's all over. It's it's sport in general. Um, we've lost uh, Gareth McKellen. I think uh, he's got uh, power issues. Um, quickly before we wrap up get a charger yeah no you went to get a charger he's like before yeah. we started the recording he's like oh my battery i need to find a charger and he kept looking for a charger and then he actually ended up with a cup of coffee instead of a charger so that's I gareth it <laughs> Fine,
2: so i might get elbowed in my sleep
0: um <laughs> speaking about sleep uh ryan bader Corey Ar- anderson at uh, bellator 268 it was um one-way traffic
2: good night cincinnati
0: yeah, it's,
2: uh, well, you know what? Bellator's coming to this, like, they're coming into their own because they were known for a long time as the UFC B team. Oh, I'm using this B team. People have, if a fighter actually catches me, I'm in trouble. But it, B it team, was, Ferrier.
0: You know?
2: <laughs> so, like, I mean, Bader didn't quite, he, he was, a, he was a, a good fighter. He, he didn't win any belts or anything like that, and he transitioned well. And then now there's this other guy who just smacked him into goodbye. I mean, he literally had him crawled up in a ball and smashed it. It's just, MMA is growing on all levels. Like yeah. it's, it, it's obviously the UFC is like the World Cup. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of other places to enjoy good fighting. I mean, Don Maj has been signed with PFL. Temba Garumbo
0: with UAE Warriors. And I, be, I believe there's a Badat's brother also with the, UAE Warriors.
2: The biggest, strongest Badat there is. There's a lot of them. The <laughs> biggest, strongest one. My man, Zach.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, he's, he's, he's going, just signed, right? So, no, he's fighting. So, he's fought once before in them. Um, but this is a big one because they know what looking for a fight is going to be there. So, it's a massive one to be on. The problem with Zach was he had, uh, Kaylee, my, Kaylee was telling me there were like six fighters that declined the fight. So, what? One under twice. He's out of Khabib's gym, and obviously saw Zach's low record, not knowing that, uh, not doing any research. And they're like, "Oh, South African who's like three and and0 or something," um, and then they saw his fight where chitsu's is tighter than a cable tie. Like, then they were like, oh, "Okay," and again, this is bias. I'm never going to tell anyone Khabib's people are scared because they're not, but they turned the fight down for whatever reason. But I believe now he's got an opponent. Um, I don't know who it is. Uh, It won't be an easy fight because they're going to want to put on the best show possible in front of Dana White. But, you know, it's strange. All of a sudden, you get seen by the big guy and you're like, oh, well, here's a big strapping lad, Timber Garimbo. The the odds are stacked against him. But, again, the odds have always been stacked against Timber. Always. And he's afraid of
0: anything. Uh, Him and Demart wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And they run that crazy hill in Johannesburg with weights, and that's no, mad. It's like,
2: it is. I have, they have all my respect because I'm like, sure. I don't know if I could. I don't.
0: I know I couldn't do
2: it, so, but it so, is.
0: So but Robin like, Robin Sharma's book, The Five A.M. Club, he posted. Then he crossed out the five and put three A.M. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. um, Club. All he right.
2: Does, so, he has clients, and he's got. He's, he he right. runs a business.
0: Incredible. Hats off to how Timber you, Garimbo and good luck at UAE Warriors.
2: We'll have 24 hours. to how you use it.
0: Mad. Um, yeah. All right. Let's wrap up the show with your highlights of the last two weeks. Um, you
2: wanna, I, I, I wouldn't mind uh, I, I wouldn't mind uh, chatting about uh, the stoppage at ESC. Do
0: you want to chat? Um, okay. We've got five minutes, Jay. Unfortunately, we're going to run out of time. Let's talk about it. Sorry about set that. The so, scene, set the scene.
2: Okay, so there was an illegal knee to a down opponent, and there was stopping the fight. So the referee job referee steps in. He either calls it intentional, not intentional. If it's an intentional foul and the fighter cannot continue, that's a DQ. If it's an intentional foul and the fighter can. Uh, uh, a lot. If it's an unintentional foul and the fighter can't continue, it's a no contest. Replays were done. I thought Bobby had called it an intentional foul. He had stopped it. Then there were replays, etc. cetera. Ah, for me, there's no question of intent. Uh, both knees were on the ground. It wasn't like the guy was on his way up. Both knees were down. And he says he was trying to go for the chest. I, I look at it and I look at the hip placement and we'll reference Anderson Silver versus Chelsea. Anderson Silver's hips were way forward when he knee, which shows that his knee is more than likely pinpointing the chest. Um, whereas Chris uh, Dove sort of had a Muay Thai plum grip and knee and then the thought hit the face. However, so I, I, if I was referring it, I would have called it intentional with a DQ. Um, however, I wasn't. Bobby made the call, and that's his call to make. I think the contention, the content, what the contentiousness is that a word? Contentious,
0: um, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. We can go so, with that.
0: I'll allow it. I'm yeah. the ref here.
2: Yes, for sure. And, and you number one. So the biggest thing was that it showed on the replay that it wasn't bone on bone struck, and that it looked like it glanced was far and it wasn't it didn't look and we can never know what a fighter feels but we've seen worse let's be honest and the fighter chose not to continue and took the no contest now I don't know what EFC's rules are if they pay full purse for both fighters in those situations I would imagine they would um because it's the right thing to do
0: Uh,
2: if they didn't it wouldn't be the end of the world. They'd probably get a show purse, but because nobody won, then they maybe don't have to, but they probably did. I thought it was, I thought, I thought he should have continued. Um, he obviously felt different.
0: This is Roderick Kenner, in case you're wondering. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It looked like he to me from the outside, and I was upstairs looking down. It looked like he was more upset with the, the fact that Dove chose to throw the knee. He was more upset with that than pain. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like almost like disgusted. UFC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was it looked to me more like that. Um. And again, I have all the respect for any fight to the and because they got much bigger guts than I do. And he chose to not continue. Uh. I hope it's one of those such in situations where we can run it back. Um. Yeah. I feel, I don't think Christo's a bad dude. I think he's a great guy. He's got a great story behind him. I don't think. While I so thought it was intentional, I don't think it was malicious. Yeah, I think put up in the moment, and that's how that's where I feel about it.
0: I, I interviewed you, Gareth, uh, shortly after it happened uh, on on the the broadcast of EFC. Your thoughts? I mean, because um, because Justin makes a valid point. The, the intention was there; it was clear to see. It's it's. Let's have your thoughts. You back.
1: Again, so you know, it's exactly like what Justin says. It's it's all about intention. And what is the intention of the, the fighter that's throwing the knee? Um, where did the actual knee land from 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 the, the replays?
2: It he is the intention first. That yeah. is number one. Yeah, yeah, so
1: again, so what is the intention? Did was he throwing it at his face or was he throwing it at his body? Uh, the the ref needs to make that decision. At the end of the day, it's his decision. We we can only step. I can only give my opinion. Uh, Justin can only get, give his opinion. I, my you know, my opinion of of it was that it was such a controversial scenario that a no contest was probably the best outcome for for whichever direction it went. Because if it went Roger Kenner's way, um, there would be a big blow up in terms of of of, of what people thought about that scenario—if it went the other way to Chris Dove, um, people would have said, "But he threw a knee, and he, he, he you know." Eh, I don't think any any decision that you that you made, and that's what I said at that particular time for that scenario, where you're going to get a positive result in terms of or positive uh, feedback from it. So, probably a no contest was probably the safest way of
2: you're gonna not having major repercussions. <laughs> I, I don't worry about repercussions. Uh, what did you say? Repercussions. What you repercussions. No, you don't worry about that. You don't worry about fallout. It is what it is. And this is Bobby's, does Bobby Carrigin need decision to make? Was there a strike that landed to the head? Yes, there was. Was it bone on bone? No, but that's irrelevant. There was a leg that landed on a head in a fight. You have to say, is it? intentional or unintentional that is it there's no like oh well the best like we know what we said about submission kings that the best final was uh you fighting the other captain you the one captain and the other captain but that's not that's an exhibition that is not somebody's getting paid for that like you know me i'm a big rules guy i'm like it is or it isn't Like, you don't worry about the right outcome is the correct outcome in terms of rules. Like, that's obviously, I get quite heated about those things. Up to Bobby. If Bobby said it was, and I thought he called it intentional. So then for me, it's a DQ. These are black and white things. If, and it all, it it is all up to Bobby. If he says DQ, if he says uh, intentional, it's DQ. I understand what you're saying about you know, they could run it back and all that G. But I'm like, if somebody throws an intentional leg strike to a head and I fight to a down fighter, sorry, DQ. And that must go on your yeah. record. You pay
0: for it. Right? You yeah. know, you are
2: free to choose, but you are not free from the, the uh, what is the word? You're not free from uh, the repercussions of your choices.
0: Yeah. All right. We're going to have to leave it there, Justin. I appreciate it. Um, I like how passionate you are about rules. and uh, that is. <laughs> All those things uh gareth soldier boy McClellan has, has disappeared we um thank him as always <laughs> um but congrats on submission kings i look forward to the next one uh, i think you should get a better mc next time around uh, mc was average <laughs> but um that's emma uncaged for now thank you very much uh, for watching listening continue to uh to like and subscribe we do appreciate your support a big shout out to all the frontline workers during this pandemic it's far from over although there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel as we get fans back so we can't wait to see what happens for EFC 90 as well as UFC and all the other uh, organizations all over the world whoever is fighting and the the South African athletes are making their name uh, all over the world good luck to them thank you for watching and we'll catch you again next time Welcome to forever, man. man.
1: Let's go. Go. This forever. No surrender. Yeah. You know that this right
2: here forever. And there will be no surrender. Now allow me to. Introduce myself, they call me Oh, to the easy E-N yeah. huh. Know that we undefeated, y'all are beneath them speeches, trying to air a grievance. but his lines are overhead Better check the air for clearance, call
0: the tower This is our critic, he the air apparent uh-huh. Really, i never been better, yeah. legacy, this is forever It's forever, Joe, you know, yeah. like this why he thought.